0: Hello everyone, Paul James Caden here from Journey Into Spiritualism. On today's show, I'm going to be sharing with you another classic episode from my former podcast, The Spirit Side. In this particular episode, I was joined by Mr. Julian Jenkins, who is a psychic medium and teacher in the UK. Julian is truly a wonderful and authentic human being, and I hope you enjoy the conversation we had together, and that it helps you in your spiritual journey blessings hello everyone and welcome to the spirit side this is paul james caden and joining me on the podcast today is mr julian jenkins who is a medium psychic and teacher from wales in the uk julian thank you for joining us today on the spirit side
1: Paul, it's a pleasure to be here, and uh, uh, I'm super excited. When you sent me an email asking me to come on, it was uh, it's really good to be here.
0: Well, I appreciate that, and you know, I I came across Julie, and I'm always taking courses online. I've been doing readings since 1994, 95, and I came across this little course on a site called Udemy on mediumship, and I I took the course. There were several. I, I watched his intro to the course and. Of course, I took it and I said, man, you know, this, this is a guy who, who has integrity. He's passionate about what he does. He's not out there just for show to look good. Like some of these other, you know, a lot of these folks that say they're teachers, but they're, uh, they're more, uh, I think they give people hype jobs, you know, they have a lot of energy and then they give you information and it isn't necessarily good, <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, I really felt that, that Julian was, was definitely different. And I said, this is somebody that I have to have on the podcast and bring some of his knowledge and just passion for, you know, spiritualism and the spiritual to the audience. And what we're going to talk about today is how spirits interact with the living or with people who are still on the earth you know i'm sure as a medium you have a lot of people that will come along and say is is my mom okay is my dad okay are they at peace you know they're they're worried about their loved ones on the other side if they're okay maybe they even have a little doubt is there an afterlife you know are they still alive and well out there somewhere so as a medium, I mean, that that's one of the things I want to kind of dig into here. A lot of people, some practice mediumship, others don't, others say that they're just not able to do it. Uh, it does take time and practice to get there. What are some of the ways that the average person can look for that spirits will be interacting with them? Because I do believe and and, and I know that. When our loved ones pass away, that they are around us, they do try to let us know that they're there, they're okay, they're, they're still with us. So, what are some of the ways people can get those messages from their loved ones or notice them in their everyday life to get a little confirmation for themselves about this whole
1: afterlife scenario? I think uh, it's, it's a really good question and it's, it's a great one to open up with. I think, um, my, very quickly, my backstory is uh, I've been with Spirit since I was six years of age. And I remember as a child having, you know, um, I can only describe it as probably astral projection with one of my guides, even at that young age where they would take me all over the place. And and um, I would go to school the next day and, you know, in, in a very small town in the UK and tell them about, which is a very poor town. Tell them about, you know, the pyramids and and all of these amazing places and, you know, some of the Taj Mahal and things like this. And they'd be saying, like, how does this boy know this? And it got to the point that they called my mum into school. Um, And then I had to go and have, and I, I think back now even more so that I had to go and have my brain read because my activity in my head was too much. Um, I can remember as a child having this cap put on my head with all these wires coming out of it just trying, they were trying to understand why my brain activity was so high. And then as always in this world that we live in uh, they prescribed me a whole host of drugs um, to lessen the activity um, and needless to say that you know some of the spiritual stuff you know it didn't happen so much then um, and as I got older obviously I came off the medication and and when I look back at that childhood I, I now I understand exactly even at six it was it was my calling it was my waking my awake my spiritual awakening even at such a young age and then coming through that I was heavily involved in sport. I was a professional soccer player here in the UK um, for a period of time. And then I was working in sport and being in such an alpha male environment, it was always difficult for me to come out and say who I really was because of the fear of, you know, OK, you know, if you know this, tell us what the score is going to be today. Or, you know, there was a, there was many opportunities, you know, for for it to be ridiculed. And I just wanted to keep that part of my life very, very private, um, and it was only sort of two years ago I'd I, I call up, I say I, I came out of the spiritual closet, if you like, um, and said, this is who I am, this is what I do, and enough to go. Um, and so I've always been in connection with spirit, and I've always had a connection um, with my guides who came to me at seven years of age, um, and, you know, so I've always been with spirit. And I think when somebody asked me the question now, you know, it's, um, so so you're a medium, Well, I actually have a joke. I actually say I'm an extra large medium, albeit I'm trying to lose weight at the moment. Um, But uh, (laughs) I always have a bit of a joke because I try and lighten it. Because what can you see is someone stood behind me is this... and I, I suppose that the only way I can liken it really is to that, you know, if I said to somebody I was a comedian, they'd ask me to tell a joke. Or if I said I was um, a magician, they'd ask me to show them a trick. So, you know, it's the same thing with mediumship. And people say, and then the next question is, well, can I be a medium? And, and the answer is yes, um, everybody um, can be a medium. It's like everybody can sing. Some will sing in front of 100,000 people and people will pay them huge amounts of money because they're very good. And some will empty a room like a fire, you know, like a fire alarm. Um, but they love singing and, and they can sing, but they some sing better than others. And I, I, and, I, and I think that's with mediumship. I think, you know, everyone has the ability to um, connect with spirit. The strength and power of that connection and the ability to connect will be based on the ability of the person so when somebody says to me you know can i be a medium i think i you know what can i do to to try and connect with spirit and how can i know whether my mum is around me or you know what or, or I, i'm noticing this what can i do i always say that you know just 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 you know our eyes are open but a lot of us don't see our our we have two ears and that we don't listen and and and, and a lot of people talk about you know spiritual awakenings as if You know you're going to be laying in bed there's going to be a big crash of thunder and lightning and there's god or jesus stood at the end of the bed with all of the "Ah," music going on and and angels and bugles and and the reality of the situation is people's spiritual awakening can start with them just thinking about you know they'll notice they start to you know ask different questions to their own lives as much as to anybody else's they start to become more empathetic they start to do all of these things so you know in a long and short answer to the question is how can people start to attune, and it's it's very much for me is about people starting to listen, and people starting to and, and people starting to see. Just because you've got eyes, it doesn't mean we see things. And and it's in and, and what's really interesting for me was when I hit forty six years ago. My wife, my father passed away ten years ago, and it was a monumental change and shift in my life. My father was um, a medium as well, and um, albeit I didn't really know that because um, again, he kept that in his in his spiritual closet. Um, but you know, when he passed away, that had a huge effect on my life. And um, to the point that I had gone from this super confident guy to somebody who was suffering from anxiety, panic attacks, um, I was I was a director at a high level business here in UK 50 million pound a year um, and you know it really really affected me and I, I stumbled across um, I, at one stage I had to go and see, I was in a meeting and uh, all of a sudden everything just went a bit funky on me. And I, people were talking to me and it was like, woo, and I didn't know what was going on. And, and it was a panic attack of the highest order, really. And I went to see a psychologist because I said, enough's enough. And she put me on to this guy called John kabat Zinn, who um, he is, he's the guy that co created something that's called MBSR, which is mindfulness based stress reduction, which helps you through mindfulness, through breathing, through. You know, through understanding thoughts, through understanding all of these things, it gives you the ability to be able to, you know, uh, live moment by moment. And and I say to a lot of people, and again, it relates into the mediumship, because I firmly now believe that the core pillar of mediumship is mindfulness. And I'll explain that a little bit later. But, you know, for me, it is about when you're, if you're out walking your dog and you're in a field or wherever you are, you don't hear nothing. If you stop and just listen and just be in that moment without thinking about anything else. You will start to hear an array of things. I've just done it now and all of a sudden I can, you know, I can hear the, the slight hiss, you know, and we couldn't hear that. We've been talking now for eight minutes. Um, so, so people say, what about mediumship? Well, you need to listen because a lot of these things are just so subtle. Like that hiss that's here now, we can tune into that and we can start to really hear that and start to work with that. And that's the same with, with mediumship. It, it is about listening. It is about you know staying there with your eyes open. But in the main, it's about getting out of the way of yourself because I, I call it a muggle mind. Um, I'm quite a big Harry Potter fan. I think they're amazing films. And he talks about muggles being everybody who's not a wizard um, and um, I sort of joke about it, but you know our muggle mind gets in the way of a lot of stuff. And that mind of ours, which is there for us to survive, fight or flight, et cetera, et cetera, you know doesn't like the thought that there could be information or noise coming from somewhere else apart from what it knows. Um, and then it can step in, and that's where self-doubt and and confidence and and ego and all of these other things come in that the stifle. The stifled mediumship development, but in the initial stages, I would say, listen, and don't doubt and just try and work with the subtle energies. And when you're laying in bed at night and you want to get messages or you want something to happen, intention in spirit is huge. And just sit there and listen and say, right, I'm ready for the next five minutes before I close my eyes. For you, if you want to bring somebody close, just bring somebody close and I'm just going to sit here and listen and see what happens because you know for me that's that's how it all starts it is and that's one of the things i
0: always tell people is to to listen and one of the ways that i tune in and i've I've never had anybody uh teach me how to connect with spirit or angels where i used to live there there was no such thing as a spiritualist church Mm -hmm. Uh, we had little uh new age uh, and metaphysical bookshops here and there, but there was nowhere you could go to take a course or inquire of anybody, you know, how do I do this? What's happening with me? Why am I experiencing these things? So one of the things I came up with is very early in my life, I had an experience, you know, an angelic experience. And as I got older and, and not, again, having anybody to ask about these things, one of the techniques I would use is just focus on that presence. How did it feel when that being was near me? Mm-hmm. And I've heard people say, you know, trance mediums, they they will say when, when you want to go into trance, a, a way to cheat and get into trance is just remember how it feels to be in trance once you've achieved it and you'll mm-hmm. go there much quicker. Yeah. And I guess, I guess it's the same thing. You know, I'll say just, just focus Close your eyes. Remember what it was like to have your loved one there, their presence. You know, you are at peace. You, you love them. They loved you. Feel that love. Don't think about anything. Ask your question. You can ask if they're there. You know, mom, dad, are you there? Are you with me? And just focus on that presence. And I, I always get something that comes through at, at that point, that presence, that remembering almost just seems to take over. It fills the room, it fills me, and things will always come through. So I, I tell people, you know, light a candle, put on some relaxing music if you need to, anything just to get you in that mood and just tune into their presence, ask questions, and listen for what comes.
1: Yeah, and I think that's, you know, that's sound advice. Uh, I, I think f- for me, um, you know, and I, I strip it back to mindfulness. Um, the ability to be able to create a space see people people get confused about meditation and and people people think meditation is being able to quieten the mind and and not have any thoughts well for me that's rubbish um actually meditation is all about a single point of focus with no judgmental thoughts and you know the problem what we do as humans is we try and hang on to the thoughts that we like. And we try and push away the thoughts we don't like. And the reality is, really, we have to treat them both the same. Is you let the thought in, you breathe it in, you accept it, you acknowledge it, you let it go. And you come back to your breath and you create this space. Once you start to create this space, spirit will fill it. And that's and that's and it's amazing how many people come to me who are fishermen who are Reiki teachers, who are, you know, um, um, healers, you know, people who have done, you know, physiotherapy or, you know, because they've they they got this heat lamp and they're holding it on a certain spot for like five minutes and they're focusing on the spot and they're not thinking of anything else apart from that spot. And all of a sudden they get sudden come to them or the fishermen will say, you know, I was there because fishing is meditation. There's a single point of focus, which is the end of their rod. And they're waiting for you to go ping, ping to see if there's a fish on it. And they're, they're sat there watching this this rod, and and that's meditation. And if they think about, oh my God, you know, is the tide coming in? And they'll think, "Oh, I haven't watched my rod," and they go back to the rod, and the rod is their po- is their anchor, and and they move, and they don't understand that, and that's why a lot of strangely, a lot of fishermen have a lot of ghost stories. They have a lot of okay, they're in the dark, they're in these areas, but I think a lot of it it, it is to do with the fact that they've created this this space where they've got out of the way of themselves, got out of the muggle mind, and created a space for their subconscious and their connection. And their and their receptors to start to receive and start to feel that in the moment these subtle energies, um, which which then come to them and they haven't got a clue what's going on, and you know going back six years ago when I when I went I was my wife sent me on my 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 birthday um, up to the hills of Alicante in Spain for uh, for ten days where I did the uh, complete crash course on mindfulness based stress reduction, the amount of spiritual happenings and it was just incredible because i didn't have any internet i didn't have any phone i didn't have anything i didn't even and all i was trying to do all of the time was was to get away from my 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 muggle mind my fight or flight my ego myself my confidence my all of these things and it really opened me up to spirit. So when people start to talk to me about, you know, can you help me become a better medium? Yeah, of course I can. Of course I can. That's, that's my job. That's my calling. But what you'll find, Paul, and, and I don't know whether you, you find this as well, is normally when you go to um, somebody to teach you to, be, to connect with spirit, it, and I use a golfing analogy here, they teach you how to putt. Okay, because that's the end result, and people want to teach you to putt, and in and in mediumship they want to teach you how to give a message. What they don't tell you is how you get the golf ball on the green in the first place, and 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 there's so much more that goes into it. And mindfulness meditation is for me the pillar, the opening of of mediumship and even psychic work um and again people get confused about you know psychic medium medium so you know and and they don't understand the differences between the two and they're very different um but you know why what I try and teach is I try and teach the the fundamentals of your swing how do you drive how do you chip out of a bunker how do you come off the fairway how do you you know all of these bits and pieces and then we'll talk about you know putting because ultimately I think, Our responsibility is to have a connection and relationship with our inner self, which then helps the connection and relationship with spirit. And if you haven't got a connection and relationship with yourself, your ability to be able to have a connection and relationship with spirit diminishes. I'm not saying it disappears, but it diminishes. How can you connect with spirit when you're not connected with yourself? And the analogy I always give is I don't care how much you spent on your cell phone, whether you've got the latest iPhone, the latest Samsung. If you have no cellular signal, you cannot make a call to anybody. Mm -hmm. And it's exactly the same with spirit. And the cellular signal is your connection with yourself, understanding your inner self. Because if you haven't got that, I think you may get lucky. You might get one text message through, or you might be able to make a call for five minutes. And you go, "Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, can you can you hear me? Oh, the signal's gone again." You know, you'll get some of that. What you won't get is a four G signal or a five G signal now, and nobody wants. Um, but then you can download color images. You can, you know, you can do video com. And that's what happens. So when you get that inner connection with yourself, and then you start to build that connection with spirit, which for me, again, my belief is. Our only commitment and our only role and responsibility is to be able to amplify our connection with spirit, because when we have that connection with spirit, we have an infinite source of philosophy, of healing, of energy, of proof, of evidence, of of everything that we need in our spiritual toolbox. Our job is to ensure that we've got fiber broadband into spirit and not a 28K dial-up from many, many years ago where you can't download pictures or you can't do this and you can't do that. So what I try and teach people is to connect with themselves, understand themselves, build that connection, and then build that connection, um, relationship with spirit. And then once you've got that connection, relationship, spirit, and you have that ability to be able to talk, see, hear, you know, the world's your oyster. Right. right
0: now when when you say build build that connection build that relationship with spirit mm-hmm. how how might people go about doing that i mean it's of course in relation with you know connecting with themselves some people might hear that and go well you know that that sounds good guys but how, how the hell do i do that how do i build a
1: connection with myself and spirit that yeah is- and, then, and then and they're all valid questions and and that's and that's where that's why i'm so busy <laughs> um, <laughs> because because everybody's asking the same question and it, and it's you know in any in any anything you're trying to do you know i'm trying to solve problems and provide value um and i'm trying to scale that and it's interesting what you said earlier on where you said that everything was happening but you didn't have any opportunity to talk or have any resource or have any church or have any you just had to muggle and find your own way through it Um, And that is one of my main motivations that when I was between the ages of 16 and 22, I didn't have a clue what was happening to me. I had no opportunity, really. I didn't have the confidence to walk through a church door. There was nothing that there was that was open to me. You know, I could be in a room of a thousand people, but I would be extremely lonely and and what i wanted to do and this is part of what i do on udemy and one of the reasons i do udemy is the scalability of it um i have now three thousand students in 68 different countries speaking 28 different languages and the the, the scale of that and i say it and i say it because it even when i say it now it it is it astounds me but what i'm doing is giving them the ability not to have that information knowledge gap and that they don't they don't feel lonely, and because a lot of people you know, they, and and digressing slightly, but a, a lot of a lot of people that like yourself like me, I I call us sensitives, okay, and that just doesn't mean we're sensitive. So you know, if somebody calls us a name, we start crying. Um, it, it's 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 being sensitive to everything, and you know, people and, pe- and I, we're one percent of the population, the true sensitives. That means ninety nine percent of the world doesn't get us. Um, but we have to live in that world and we have to understand the physical and the spiritual and we take the philosophy from both and we we bring it together and we you know we got this really eclectic mix of of wonderment if there's such a word um but you know it is all about you know, understanding that and, and working with it and the ability to be able to have a resource like like your podcast and, and the stuff that I do on Udemy or via my website or whatever the scenario is, is is hugely important. And the question you ask is, Well, that's great, Julian, that sounds amazing, but how do I connect with myself and how do I connect with spirit? And the connecting with self is all about mindfulness. And I keep coming back to that as a word that I will consistently use, it's mindfulness and the ability to um, meditate for periods of time mindfully. And also there's another um, meditation called the body scan, which is a great piece of work that you need to do on yourself to get rid of some of your repressed emotions that you've had over your years, that you've stored in the most peculiar parts of your body um, because you don't want to deal with it. And when you, have a, when you have a body scan and you start to connect and feel like with your big toe on your right foot, for instance, you didn't realize that you actually stored a lot of emotion in that part of your body um, when your dad died or when your cat got run over or your dog was ill or whatever the scenario is. And then when you start to focus in on that big toe and you open it up, it's amazing what comes out. And that being able to clear those repressed emotions and, and through mindfulness meditation is key. you build that out and it's a word i use quite a lot is is we cultivate it's all about cultivation you know you can't you can't open your front door and run to the end of your street and then expect the very next day to run a marathon it doesn't happen okay um what you have to do is you have to continually keep training and it's like that with mindfulness meditation the more you do it the more you cultivate it the better you become The more you can do that and then when you flip that end into your that's I'm talking about your physical when you come over to your spiritual the ability again through meditation um, to be able to sit in the energy with spirit for yourself. Okay, and this is where things get a little bit confused for me This is why I'm a little bit different I suppose Is if you go to a circle, if you go to a church Or if you go to a group Or if you go to um, a, a class or a training session whatever you Wherever you go They will take you sometimes into a guided meditation Or into a meditation But when you come back The first thing they always say to you Is have you got a message for somebody Well let's just stop right there Because It's not about anybody else. It's about you. It's about you sitting in the energy and actually setting the intention of, I don't want a message for anybody else. I want to sit in a guided meditation for the next 30 minutes and I want spirit to come close and I want him to show me what I need to be shown. I want him to teach me. I want him to talk to me. I want him to guide me. I want him to inspire me. I want him to help me build my connection and relationships with spirit in a way that is amplified a million times over and then start to see results. Because ultimately, the more you practice, the more you set the right intention, the luckier you become. And I think it was um, John Wooden, who's uh, from American um, uh, college, uh, basketball college coach. And he says, if you do everything right in training and you prepare right, the results will take care of themselves. And that's like anything. And spiritualism and mediumship is exactly the same. The more you can sit in the energy of spirit for yourself, not for anybody else, for yourself, the better your connection will become. And then when you're ready to say, my intention is now, I want you to give me a message for the person that sat in front of me that has come to see me today. That's what I want you to do for me. And you will notice a huge difference. But it takes time to be able to build that connection and relationship. And the only way you can build that connection and relationship is through meditation. Because that is our opportunity and our gateway to connecting with spirit.
0: It is. The, the meditation is so important. I've noticed how much I've been meditating for a, a number of years now and, and just how much it really has amplified everything you know it makes you feel so much calmer so much more peaceful it just really tunes you into that unseen world around you and I, i've gotten to a place and and this is why i tell people you know focus on that presence see what comes because when i meditate now uh, a lot of times what i do i've i've done a lot of work with the angels over the years so i'll, I'll just tune into the angelic presence and sometimes i'll even ask a question before i go in to mm-hmm. meditation. And then I'll just go in, clear my mind, focus on that presence, let myself go deeper. And I guess it's kind of like what you said, you know, sitting in the circle, the, the messages start coming, the images, the words, the sentences, and it's, it's almost like a little uh, mediumship session every time. Yeah. And uh, it, it really does. It, it starts to spill over to where, uh, like you said, if somebody wants a reading, you're, you're much quicker to be able to pull something out and, and, and give it to them. And it's also a good exercise, I, I would say, for, for people if they want to try that technique. Ask a question for somebody else. Go to your, your brother, your sister, your spouse and say, is, is there something, uh, someone you'd like to communicate with or a message from spirit, a question you would like to ask? Ask that question for them and then do that kind of meditation. See what comes to you. As soon as you come out of it, write it down and take it to them. See if it's valid. If if you miss it, you miss it. Like you said, it, yeah. it takes practice. We can't we can't get discouraged if they look and say, no, that that doesn't really make sense to me. Because sometimes later on it will. Yeah, you know, I I did it for my wife a, a few weeks back, just just meditating, and then I brought something to her, and she's like, nah, I don't remember that. And then she came back two hours later, and she was like, you know, now that I think about it, there was this and this, you know. <laughs> and it was sometimes people just don't remember. And and no. and the information kind of jogs their memory.
1: No, and I think that's and that's and that's really valid. And I think one of the things, you know, we have to remember here what we're trying to achieve, and we're trying to achieve is 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 a connection with spirit. That's what we're trying to achieve. We're trying to achieve a connection with spirit. And people say, But I want messages. Well, you can't get messages unless you have the connection. So our job here and our responsibility and our ownership and and what we're trying to do is to try and build that connection. And the only way you can build that connection, I believe, is by three, this, I think there's three types of meditation. I think there's the mindfulness meditation, which is all about your connection and your, your inner self. There's the spiritual meditation, which is where you need to sit in the energy with spirit and 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 see what happens and work with them. And then there's a power meditation, and the power meditation is 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 a very quick meditation for you to be able to open yourself up, because you've built the connection. You can just very quickly open the connection, um, and and then off you go. Because a lot of people make mistakes by sitting in meditation for thirty minutes and then wanting to give a reading. Well for me that's far too passive um you know you, you want energy you've got to own it you've got to experience it you've got to step into it you've got to go right i'm going to do a message i'm going to open myself up here we go here we go i'm in now okay so my who's coming forward you know but off we go but you know that is that that the power meditation is really the really the, the putting Whereas the mindfulness and the spiritual meditation is is understanding how to even put a ball on a tee, um, you know, and and that's that's where it is, and and the problem with a lot of it is, is that, you know, the mindfulness and the spiritual meditation isn't as sexy, as connecting with spirit straight away and getting a message for somebody who's in front of you, which is. You know, rock star evidence, you know, your dad's name was John. He was born on a Thursday. He died, you know, with lung cancer on a Friday and his brother Sam was there. You know, people, you know, that's great. Um, But the reality of the situation is, is that takes time. And and again, I've even got stronger and further beliefs about that. Um, And and, you know. and I think that's important to to get people to understand as well is you know our why why are we doing this, um, and for me it's about serving spirit, it's about developing ourselves, but it's about healing people, and even you know it's the simplest reading or message can heal anybody, um, but you know we don't do it, I, and I, I've got a big bugbear. You sort of you sort of touched upon it a little bit, is is when mediums it becomes about them. And it becomes about them being able to say, God, look how good I am. Um, and I gave the name of his father, the color of his card, his registration and mobile number. Um, and I'm just amazing. Well, the reality of the situation is, is that you've done extremely well to build your connection. But the reality is, is that you are getting that information from somebody else. So don't, try, don't think you're very clever because, you know, ultimately you're not even you know getting the information yourself. It is being given to you. But you've done the right thing to be able to build that connection, and I've worked with lots of mediums to the point, and I see it quite a bit. You know, and it's, it's a it's a passionate subject about me, so I'd, I'd like to just get it out. But you know, I was working with a gentleman um, uh, in a in a in a cancer charity night where um, we were doing uh, like a stage to about two hundred and fifty people. And I'd given some good readings. It was great. Everything was going really well. And just before the halftime interval, um, the gentleman I was working with was given a reading to this woman. And um, she was quite quiet. And it was, you know, anyway, that went on for about five minutes. And at the end, at the half time interval, as we're walking through the middle of the audience to go and have a, a cup of coffee, um, the woman comes up to him and says, I could understand all of that. Um, and I could understand the part about my dad and, and he stopped and he said, well, why didn't you say, you know, why didn't you, why didn't you say that you could take everything I was giving you? And I didn't say anything at the time. And he walked in a room and I said, why did you just do that? Why, why is it important that she publicly said that you were right? All right? It, right. Because is this for you or is it for her? Because if it's for you, I'm not going to stand on the stage with you in the second half because it doesn't matter if that person didn't acknowledge or give me anything back. If I've given her pertinent information that is personal and private to her and she can understand it, I don't care if the other 199 people think I got that reading wrong because I don't care about the other 199 people. It was that lady's dad who was there at the time and that all, that's all that matters. And that sets us apart. And that sets me apart, I think, from a lot of people within the industry who actually see it as a, as a show, as a, how good am I? He's an amazing medium. He gives all of this information. But you know what? The reality of the situation is I don't care if anybody doesn't say anything to me. If they leave that auditorium feeling better than when they came in, that's all that matters to me. And exactly. and that's what it's all about. And, and unfortunately, like in any, I call it an industry because it is an industry um, or any religion, there are always people who I wouldn't like to have a beer with at the end of the night. Um, and there's people who I'd love to have a beer with at the end of the night. But for me, your intention has to be right. And the intention is to serve spirit, develop yourself and heal people and in fact out of the three of those the middle part me is the one that i care about the least because i know if i heal people and serve spirit i'll naturally develop myself
0: right and i and i think i could uh speak for both of us when i say that that it, it it's all about the love yeah you know love of god love of spirit love of our brothers and sisters and loved ones in spirit love of the people that are with us and trying to help them and heal them. It's Mm -hmm. a very, it's a very different feeling and a very different motive rather than being flashy. You know, like you said, look at me, look how good I am. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I tend to avoid, I'm, I'm very fussy who I let read for me. Yeah. And the minute I catch the, the ego and I know that love's not there, that that person has that special something that, that love connection With spirit, with the person they're reading for as their brother or their sister to say, I really want to make a difference here. I want to help. It's a no go, you know, because the flashy stuff. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot I could say. But but unfortunately,
1: unfortunately, society dictates that that's going to happen because, you know, um, as I said, I worked in sport for many years, and when you get, you know, a, a, an NFL game of 70,000 people in a stadium, society dictates there's muggers, there's rapists, there's paedophiles, there's there's people you wouldn't want to have a beer with, there's, you know, because it's a snapshot of society. And when you've got hundreds of thousands of mediums all over the world, then that too is going to be a snapshot of society. Um, but what it does do is it, it I think, is detrimental to... And makes and makes the true light worker's job even harder. Um, And you know, even when I when I knew two years ago um, that I knew that this now was going to be my full calling, and this is what I had to do. My motive was to try to either help teach um, mediums and psychics and healers to be better. To move away from uh, what I call is clear vagueness, <laughs> um, you know, people are too vague and, on readings, you know, and and I was sick to get sick to death of sitting in a hall listening to somebody say, "I've got your grandmother with me, and she likes bacon, um, and she wears a penny," and you know, just all of the typical bullshit, stereotypical stuff that most grandmothers would have been acceptable, 90% of the Western world um, would have accepted it, not turning around and saying, I've got your grandmother with me, her name is Philippa, and she reminds, remembers the time she had to pull a piece of wood out of your knee when you fell out of the tree that one time when she was baking apple pie. Um, And Because, again, it it comes back to um, when you have that connection with spirit and you develop it and you cultivate it, so going back to the three types of you know meditation is the mindfulness for you there's the spiritual meditation for you and then there's the power meditation when you've got the other two spot on to be able to connect and then give readings and draw people closer to other people um you know when you're at that point then you know you want to make sure that that the readings you give are right and and that's and that's our responsibility and the information that we get and how we how we deliver that is also very important um because again, I've you know we I think we could all probably sit here for ten podcasts and and talk about some of the some of the ways other mediums deliver uh, messages that just I sit there and just think I've got to leave because this is far too embarrassing. um but we've got to move away from mediocrity. We've got to move away from clear vagueness um and actually move into you know four k because if you think about, you know, I'm a big fan of a gentleman called Gordon Higginson. Um who was one of the forefathers over here, and he was he worked heavily in a in a college called arthur finley, which is a which is an amazing you know again, my Harry Potter head on it's it's our Hogwarts, you know, it's just incredible um and and he worked there, and he the stuff that he's talking about thirty years ago, we're no further ahead. Um, we're no we haven't really progressed mediumship um as far as where we should be um and i think a lot of that comes down to that we we took the spirit out of spirituality we took the spirit out of spiritualism and and then it became a conveyor belt of messages um and the focus was on delivering you know, messages for loved ones and not actually on spirituality, spiritualism, philosophy. You know, when was the last time you'd seen anyone produce a book that was channeled by a spirit guide talking about how you should live your life and, and, and how you should connect and how you should work with spirit. And, you know, nowadays it's just you know i don't know it's over in america you're john edwards you're you know you 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 van prags you know these people who are just conveyor belts of messages you know and and it always you know for me it it just needs to be much more than that and and that's the frustration for me and that's my calling that's why you know when i teach um and i try and explain to people that that mediumship and in particular giving messages from loved ones is you know one of the many tools you have in your toolbox. And sometimes you know I actually believe it's 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 like a grain of sand in the Sahara. There's so much more that 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 needs to that can be done and and can be worked with. Um, you know when you build that connection and and the ability like the internet now for instance is like this Let's call the internet the spirit world now You've got such an amazing connection that I could be sitting here in the UK talking to you over in America real-time You know and I could be searching and flipping and what you know and, But the problem with spirit is if you if you use the analogy of the internet all they're doing all the time is going on the same website when there's millions right. of websites to go on, there's millions of things to learn. But they're just looking down the one track all the time. And, and that's okay because it's an important track. But we need to widen our horizons. We need, to, we need to start to connect into spirit and work with them to say, how can we make, you know, our job here is to raise the vibration and, and leave this place better than when we found it. And and I think, you know, over the last 15, 20 years, 30 years, from a spiritual point of view, you know, a lot of people have failed um in that and and that's my that's my calling that's my aim is to is to help people to understand that that mediumship in particular um is the ability to connect with spirit which then allows you an infinite amazing resource to be able to develop yourself spiritually to help your physical and to live a life that's happy healthy and full of clarity and full of purpose and and that's what it's all about, and it's all about helping people and healing and all the rest of it. And and then we get, you know, if you type medium in, in on, a, on a Google search, you know, you're going to have messages from loved ones, which is great, and I, I'm not down crying it, but there's so much more to do, so much more to do.
0: There is, and that's, that's one of the things I find when I, I do these kind of readings. And, and at first I was kind of shy to do it, but I, then I just kind of opened up, especially when I started reading uh, books by Alan Kardec, who uh, he didn't find, but he, he more uh, cataloged the spiritist religion. So when you see, the, you see the kind of readings that come through uh, for, for the spiritists that are very much like you were talking about, how do we live our lives, you know, things we got to look at uh, at ourselves to change, to be more connected. And I, I find a lot of that coming through. You know, I, I'll get those little evidential pieces that that will come through, but for me, it's always more of the. Uh, it's about them. Yeah, hey, it's you know, the, the the person seems very humble, but it'll just come. You know, well, you know, this this person is saying to you that. Uh, you know, you really do look down on other people like you're above them. You 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 think yeah. you're smarter or better and, and you're lacking that human connection. And you know, <laughs> it's a little uncomfortable to tell somebody this, but when they say yeah, <laughs> I do, you know, yeah. it's <laughs> you know, it's true.
1: It's very true. It's very true. And and that and those things then you know, you we're making a difference. And that and that's the key thing for me is is the ability to to make a difference. And and, and as a teacher, as a coach, I'm just here to help people help themselves um, to connect with themselves and with spirit and build a relationship with themselves and build a relationship with spirit. And when that happens, then, you know, the the magic really happens and, you know, don't get me wrong. Look, you know, predominantly, you know, I, I, I give readings, I give messages, I do rostrum work, I do all of these things. Um, and, and it's important, you know, I, and I I was doing a reading in a hall for about 150 people, another charity event, um, about um, two months ago and um, I got there early and I opened myself up and I had so many people come to me. It was unreal. And and I, I forgot more than I gave. Um, and, you know, the ability to stand on a stage and I said, look, I've got... Um, The dad just come through and he's talking about his daughter's in the audience, and this his daughter. He's telling me she lives in Glamorgan Street, and um, three quarters away up the street on the left hand side, it's a one way street. Her house is a brown has a brown door with a half moon window, and when you go, I said, "Can anyone understand and take that for me, please?" And the woman just put her hand up and said, "Yeah, that's my house. That's my dad." Um, And you know, and those abilities, and and the ability to, you know, I gave. 887 as a number and and the woman says well i don't know i said i'm coming to you it's coming to you your dad's here and he's telling me all the time at 887 887 and i said oh i got it he passed on the 8th of august 2007 On my right she said absolutely bang on and i said "You're telling me you've got a tattoo of this on your left shoulder am i right and she said you're absolutely bang on and and those those moments are great they're amazing you know and everyone's like what shut the front door? He's a, this is crazy, um, and 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 it's great because what it does do is it it, it it then brings the pendulum back this way from people who have pushed it the other way, um, right. and and you do it with with empathy and with honesty and with trust and love and everything, and you have the ability to deliver those messages of pure evidence. You know, pure pure evidence that there's no way in the world I could have known these things. Um, apart from connecting with their loved ones and it's huge and it, it's really good and don't get me wrong you know you although I say it's not about me and when you when you hit that and you it happens and and the person's like wow this is this is insane um then it does feel good and you know and and it does feel good but for me that feeling of good means that the practice work that I'm Currently, doing every single day, cultivating my my meditation, myself, my inner self, my connection and relationship with spirit. I keep saying those two things: my connection and relationship with myself, my connection and relationship with spirit, allows those results then to take care of themselves. And I think you know that's that's a key going forward. But if I was only going to use it for that, I think it would start to slowly go away because I also believe that spirit will turn around and say you know you've worked hard you've got a great connection and we need more out of you now and and i think they will say well you know this guy's just in it for himself you know and I, and i i've seen really good mediums have the connection diluted to the point they have to um they have to go to doing other things um to try and and scrupulous things to try and get information to be able to deliver readings that then keep them as where they were in the beginning um and i and i I do believe that you know like anything you know you've you've got a gift and that gift can be taken away as as quickly as it was given to you um but you know for me ultimately Um, you know, it it is about it is about helping others to help themselves and to build out that connection. Because, you know, I and and I'm different. I am different. Um, and and that's you know one of the reasons why I do what I do, because I am different. But you know, for me, I have lots of people come to me and say, I had I had this meditation, it was amazing meditation, and I saw I saw an eagle with a pink feather and it flew under a rainbow. What does that mean? And I just be honest with them, I say, I've got a clue. Um but because it's your meditation it's not mine and actually when you understand the relationship with spirit the next time if you didn't ask the question at that time why am i seeing an eagle with a pink feather flying under a rainbow you need to next time you go in and say excuse me well before we start this meditation i want you to tell me why was what was that eagle flying under a rainbow with a pink feather because they'll tell you and and that that for me again is part of my teaching is that actually? I I want I want to take. If I'm your crutch, if I'm the the walking stick, I want you to be able to take that walking stick away. I don't want I don't want you to have to be dependent on me every five minutes to be able to decipher your meditations, your, your you know your your meditations etc. And a lot of people forget that when you have that connection with a relationship with spirit, you can ask those questions. Um, you don't need to come to me because I wasn't there. And I, I'm, I'm, But unfortunately, I do know there would be mediums going, yes, well, pink is a color for this, and an eagle is very spiritual, and it flew under the rainbow, because, and it's just absolute twallop. Um, and, and, you know, let's just keep it real. There is a relationship you have with people in the earth plane, and you have a relationship exactly the same. With people in the spirit world and I'll give you one example um, I was doing a volunteer doing a, again another ch- I do a lot of charity work okay um, and I was doing it um, in a hall for about 300 people and I had this gentleman uh, a, 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 the gentleman was sat in front of me and I had his mother come in and she said his name is Robert and his dad then walked straight in and said I call him Bob And his uncle then walked in and said, his name is neither of those. And I went, right. I said, I'm going to tell you this now because I've just been given it. Your mum's called you Robert. Your dad's called you Bob. And your uncle says, your name is none of those. And he said, that's amazing. My mum called me Robert. My dad called me Bob. And my name is Tony. Tony and the whole place just erupted you know it was really good it was clever it, you know it 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 was amazing and and i'm so humbled to be able to do that and after giving him another 5 minutes worth of information that was very poignant and pertinent i had a, a woman walk in a spiritual woman and she said i want to speak to my daughter and you know you've probably if you've done a rostrum you you know what i mean you look around the room and this is the person out of 200 people you didn't want to go to because she sat there with this gray ashen face arms folded she's been dragged there by her mates she doesn't believe it although i've just given some remarkable evidence her barriers have gone up and not gone down um and i'm thinking oh my god out of the whole room why me Um, And, and, you know, but that's what spirit does for us. They never make it easy. So I start giving this reading from the information that the woman's given me and she's given me nothing back, you know, she's, she's looking at me and I'm thinking, Oh God, what am I going to do here? But when you actually have some experience and you understand again, the relationship with spirit, you have to remember that when you build your connection and you build that relationship, it's a two way street. If spirit come to me and say, I want you to do something over there, then they don't give me the tools or the or what I need to do it. I'll tell them, you've asked me to go over there, you're not helping you. If you don't help, I'm, I'm pulling out and coming back, you know, come on, guys. And it's exactly what I did with this lady. I said, excuse me, my darling. You know, I, I never talk out loud because I, I don't like the theatrical side of that. But I talk through spirit and I said, excuse me, you're giving me information that she can understand. She sat there with her arms folded and I need you to help me crack this woman. And she turned around and she said to me, ask Claire to unfold her arms. And I just, I have confidence, I have surrendered, I trust. I went, Claire, can you unfold your arms for me, please? And she looked at me and her face changed. And she went, how do you know my name? And I said, I don't, but your mother does. And, and you know, it it was that line and that thing. And that woman now comes to my development circle because, you know, it blew, it blew her socks off. But when you're talking about connection and how do you connect and how do you build a relationship with spirit and how do you do that, you do it through those experiences whereby you're saying, Throw me a bone. You know what I mean? You want me to speak to your daughter? You're not giving me anything. You know, come on, what's happening? I'll tell you what I'll do. If you don't give me anything now, I'm going to cut the link because I got a guy who I can't shut up and he will tell me everything this son needs to know and it'll be meaningful. Help me or I'm out. And and a lot of people don't think of it like that. A lot of people don't think of it like that. And and that is when you start then to understand that there is a relationship, as in the same. Because if you think of it logically, if that woman was physically stood there, and her daughter was she was behind the curtain or her daughter couldn't see her, you would you, you'd look at the woman and go, "Come on, man, give me an Joe." You know, she didn't recognise who you are. Come and tell me something. But we don't. We get all in awe of it, and we 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 get all holy and all this, and we forget really what what we're doing. And what we're doing is working as a, working as a channel, as a conduit um, to be able to pass those messages on to people. And uh, and you know that that's important. So you know, understanding that relationship and not being afraid to say, pull your finger out, or I'm off, um, is is really important.
0: All right. Well, in closing, what what would you say to those people that They have a loved one pass. They're they're grieving. They're they're desperate to get a message right away to see if their loved one is okay, and they turn to something like the Ouija board. Would you recommend the Ouija board, or is that something that you feel people should stay away
1: from? I I think it's like anything. Okay, this is my opinion, and I can only tell you what I believe because that's what I believe. I believe. That when somebody passes to spirit. There is only love in spirit. Okay. There is no bad spirits. I don't think I've never been in 40 years. I've never had anything. I've never seen it. Never felt it. Never sensed it. Never seen anything. Where there is evil. And where there is bad. Is on the earth. And we get two amazing gifts. when we When we come here. We get the gift of life. And we get the gift of free will. And that free will allows us. To do whatever we want. We all bemoan what happens to us. But the reality is we've drawn and painted our own picture. And yes, we would have had you know some twists and turns. But in the main, we, when you're on the planet, for, I've been your 46, my 47th year on this planet, where I am today is what I have cultivated for myself over that period of time. Now, ultimately, there are people who are not very nice here. And when they pass over, they pass over and they become love. But what can happen is that they can leave negative residual energy or if they're not quite past or they want to, you know, they're hanging around, i.e. ghosts, etc. cetera, um, I believe that those ghosts are not nice because they are still the mirror image of the person, the human that was here, because they're not in spirit. And so when people talk to me about Ouija boards, the problem with Ouija boards is they get really bad press because of all of the films we've watched. And Hollywood has made a Ouija board something that I believe it isn't. But it's like saying to somebody who hasn't passed their driving test, go and drive a Ferrari. And there's a chance that they may crash and hurt themselves. And what happens with the Ouija board is, is that they don't know how to use it properly And then what will happen is is somebody will start putting too much pressure on, messing about with it, and then all of a sudden they'll leave it by saying, oh, my God, it's spelled death, and I'm out, and and it doesn't do that, okay? So for me, a Ouija board is divination, okay? Mm. It is the ability to use something to communicate with spirit. And a Ouija board that is being used by somebody who understands it there's a lady called Karen, a dull man, I think her name is in America, who collects them and is an expert on Ouija. Um, and I've sat with her and, and, and spoke to her for long periods of time. And, and this is where I get a lot of the backstory from it. Is It is an amazing tool to connect with spirit. It's an amazing tool to connect with spirit when it's done the right way and there is integrity and there is trust and there is honesty. Um, I wouldn't recommend anybody to go from north to 60 um, spiritually um, that quickly because ultimately it's bloody emotional you know and and if if her father who's passed away three weeks ago and she's on a ouija board and it spells dad and you know that's that, that it's not the right environment and it's not the right environment because i think personally somebody who hasn't had any exposure or hasn't been immersed in spiritualism and spirituality doesn't really understand it and the ideal scenario is they would have someone like uh, you or I um, holding their hands talking to them about what this is and how it's going to work, and don't worry, and there's none of this, and and also being the 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 conduit, the not the filter, but being that person to be able to see the father who's passed over, he's getting upset, and then trying to stifle some of that to keep some, because you know what you don't want, and it, it has happened, and it's probably happened to you, is you you know you start a reading with the best intention, ten minutes in, everyone's crying. Um, and, and then you just lose bits because it just gets too emotional. And, and our job is, although we do get emotional and I do get emotional, you know, I, I always get emotional with babies. Um, but you know, you have to be able to, you know, control that emotion. And that's where our professionalism and experience kicks in to be able to, you know, ensure our delivery and the message and the environment and everything else is conducive to, you know, that empathetic approach that we need because ultimately this lady's just lost a dad um, and that is game changing for anybody Um, so I wouldn't recommend somebody who hasn't had any contact or experience with um, mediumship to dive straight in on their own with a Ouija board Um, but conversely it's someone like you or I or somebody else we should use a Ouija board because again it's the opportunity to connect with spirit. <clears throat> and that's excuse me and that and that's important um but I think everything for those people who are who are not experienced who are not trained who who you know um don't truly understand it all I think there needs to be those sort of things need to be done within a within a controlled environment because of the you know because of the emotion because of the scale of of what we're talking about um, and you know at the end of the day the loss of a loved one um, will affect people more than anything else I would have thought um, and we just have to be very very mindful and thoughtful of of that grieving process um, and and uh, you know I would always recommend that you go and see somebody if you have no spiritual background rather than, you know, trying Ouija boards or pendulums or, you know, whatever you want to try, because ultimately you're, you're not experienced enough to be able to deal with it. Right.
0: It is the truth. A lot of people jump in uh, over their heads and they don't understand it or they they lose control of it. And, uh, you know, you get to be able to, uh, be able to dis- decipher that information in a rational way where it's, it's, it, it makes sense or you're not getting overwhelmed or even scared. Some people, you know, the we Board might spell that and, hey, yeah. that's great, but, but you know, uh, that's scary. So they're going <laughs> to, you know, they, yeah. they tuck it away and, you know, this is from the devil and I never want to look at that thing again.
1: Yeah, no, and, no, no, you know, I, I always say to people about things like that, you know, trying to hydrate yourself through a fire hose isn't probably a good idea um uh, and that's very much like spirituality the force and the power and the and 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 everything that goes with it it, it needs to have respect it needs to have controls it needs to have you know um experienced people not because nothing bad's going to happen or anything but it just emotionally you have to you know you can really it can have a detrimental effect and the whole idea here as i said before is to serve develop and heal and if we're and if that environment isn't conducive to that person healing, then it's wrong. and 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 that's you know that is our that's our ultimate goal. And that's where I teach. And you know, udemy has brought us together um from the course that you've been on and and I'm really pleased it has because I've really enjoyed this conversation and I think you and I could probably speak into the early hours of the morning and and hopefully hold some form of quality conversation that we've done in the last hour um but you know for me summing things up um we've just got to think about it differently and we've got to think about this as us as as physical our ourselves and the relationship and connection with spirit and once that relationship and, and connection with ourselves and the relationship and connection with spirit is of a quality um everyone will see the game change and then in 30 years time i would hope they would turn around and say the mediumship which is the ability to contact and work with spirit and let's not get that mixed up with psychic which is the ability to work with energy, um, and in particular, people's energy um, is different. And, you know, for me, mediumship is the strong part um, because that's where the infinite knowledge, wisdom, philosophy, opportunities are. And if we can then make this place, this world a better place through love, through empathy, through trust, through care, you know, all of those things, I think that's really important, and that's, and that's what I'm trying to teach. But also, I don't want anybody to be lonely through their awakening and through their development and through their journey like I was and by the sounds of it like you were too. So that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. So how might folks
0: uh, get a hold of you if they say, geez, I like this podcast. I like the sound of this guy. Maybe I want to get a reading from him. I don't know if you do readings yeah. uh, for people on Skype or phone or internet, but how might people uh, learn more about you or get a hold of you if they're interested in a reading or taking some of your courses?
1: Yeah, yeah I think, I think you know, for me, um, I, I, you can visit my website, which is julianjenkinsmedium.com. Um, uh, and on that front page, there is a free Udemy course for mindfulness. Um, and you just sign up and you can take the mindfulness course free of charge, 100 um, percent free of charge. Uh, and because I think it's such a pillar for for the physical and for the spiritual. So, you know, if you are listen to this podcast, dig right in straight away um, and you'll get to see my ugly mug Uh, on on your on a video screen coming coming to you Um, but you can do that uh, on my website there's a number of things that I do I I don't at the moment I'm not doing any um, um, mediumship readings I'm doing some um, some tarot readings things like that Um, I'm in the process of dealing out some one-to-one spiritual consultancy Um, I'm looking at doing um, some webinars online circles Um, so there's lots of things to do but I think the central resource is JulianJenkinsMedium.com, or if you want to hop over to YouTube, um, Julian Jenkins Medium is there as well. Um, and there's lots of links to my Udemy courses uh, and my Udemy um, um, profile as well. So, so that's that. They're the main things. Um, and obviously, you can find me on Facebook, Julian Jenkins Medium as well.
0: Great, and I would definitely recommend his uh, courses. Looking into his information because you got some great stuff out there. I'm, I'm definitely, I, I have several of your courses on Udemy. I haven't Thank gotten you. to into them all yet, but uh, really good stuff. You know, we're, we're, we're always the student when it comes to the spiritual yeah. there's always somebody out there that has good information, solid information. It takes us to that next level. And uh, you know, I can vouch that, that you're one of those people that I think whether we've been doing this for years or just for a little while, uh, we can certainly learn a lot and, sharpen our abilities what you have to offer and uh i'll tell you if, if you have one of those uh online circles i'm in brother
1: i'm gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much i appreciate that I, and, and thank you thank you for having me on thank you for your kind words um and you know it, i wake up every morning and i i flip into my inbox and, and i read the the emails that come through and that is why I wake up in the morning and do what I do, because, you know, the amount of people who say thank you and and, and all of those things. And it is just so amazing. And and long may that continue. And um, I think if if if, you know, if we can shine the light into some of the darkest corners of this world, um, it'll be a better place. And, and, and that's what that's what we're all trying to do. Um, but the beautiful thing is now is that the Internet used in the correct manner. Um, can allow us to do that. And that is just so wonderful.
0: I hear that. Well, sir, we thank you for joining us today and giving your uh, wisdom and insight to the listening audience. And
1: uh, hey, man, maybe you'll do this again sometime. And I hope so. I hope you have me back on. I hope I haven't, um, you know, put your, put your figures, your, your listening figures through the floor and everyone switched off, but uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll never know. But uh, look, th- thanks for having me on and, and keep up the good work because um, it's, it's, it's medium like this is media like this, that, uh, that, that we need. And, um, you know, well done, Paul, keep shining your light.
0: Thanks. And everybody out there, we appreciate you listening and This is Paul James Caden. I'll see you next time on the spirit side.